some really cool fight scenes, Zemo escapes ca captivity, and Captain America turns super and questionable. All this and more on Dweeb Culture's reaction to The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Episode 4, The Whole World is Watching. What is going on, everyone? This is Michael here with Dweeb Culture. As always, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Mitch. Say hi, Mitch. Hey, guys. And we have Cole. Say hi, Cole. Hi, Cole. How's it going, guys? <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we are doing the Captain, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Episode 4, The Whole World is Watching. This was a very, very big episode. A lot of things happened in this episode. A lot of plot development, a lot of character development. We're going to get into all of it. This is going to be a little bit different of an episode than we normally do. Uh, normally, we do a recap, kind of scene for scene, beat for beat kind of recap but this time we're gonna do things a little different and try to keep our runtime runtime down a little bit and we are actually going to go over kind of the most pressing questions that have come out of this episode uh mitch so if you want to take us away uh he has a few questions that we all need to answer and the episode needs answering yeah thank you guys so much we're trying something a little different for this episode instead of repeating the beat for beat scene for scene we're gonna try to operate off the assumption that this is a spoiler episode. If you've not seen the episode, please watch episode four and then come watch this reaction. We're gonna try and get right to the major points from this episode first. So, an exciting episode. Michael yes. brought it up. This is only the fourth episode of this presumably 10 episode season. Yeah. And we end on a cliffhanger and we end in a manner and tone where it's really unclear where the remainder of the series moves forward yeah, from here. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's really I interesting. It's really interesting because the, the way you need to write shows like this, especially if you're going to take a lot of liberties like they have for this series, um, you kind of have the ending in mind. The, the writers have the ending in mind and then they write things to that happen that can kind of fit into the ending. So pieces need to move. It's kind of like chess, right? You have puzzle pieces that need to move and, and, and players that need to move and things need to happen to them in order to justify actions that you want done later on in order to get a final result. So that final result especially with what's going on now is must just be extremely different than what we are normally used to yeah. in a series like this. Very unclear, very open ended and open for interpretation from a lot of sides. Yeah. Which is not a bad thing because it gives uh, reaction videos like this, something to talk about. That's right. <laughs> so, That's right. Let's, so let's talk about it. We understand what just happened. We've all seen the episode. There's, I want to start off on a little bit lighter note before we get into the more uh, serious topics that are brought up, and there are a few. There are two major action scenes yes, in this there episode are. that are cool. And you know what? We've not been failed so far by the budget oh, yeah. and effort that's oh, gone yeah. into this show. I mean, we oh, talked yeah. about episode one and that huge aerial battle that oh, it starts yeah. off with. Mm -hmm. Movie quality special effects. This, Absolutely. They did not cheap out on us just because it is a Disney Plus direct show. Yeah. And in this episode, we have two battles. We're going to start with the first one, which is 
the Wakandans have come to collect. They've come for Zemo. Uh, you know, we're about halfway through the episode at the point that this happens. At the very beginning of the episode is when they first introduced that they intend to come to collect yeah. Zemo. Well, we'll now, him, uh, what was it? Uh, two days or how, how long was it? Eight hours. Yeah, eight hours. So not yeah, even two hours. They got eight hours to. So in, then in theory, the whole episode up until this point takes place in two hours or eight hours. Yeah. Eight hours. Yeah. yeah. So following their essential uh their loss where the super soldier serum 19 of the 20 vials was destroyed captain america had pocketed one vial carly had escaped when they had tried to capture her following that the wakandan storm the i guess it's an apartment whatever base they're off of some sort yeah 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 whatever central location that they're they're operating out of in lithuania the wakandan storm it they demand zemo in Captain America and Battlestar, the ones that first step up to oppose them, saying, hey, no, we've not yet caught Carly. We need them. And the battle starts right there. Now, there's a few different takeaways from this battle. So number one, because this is probably the least important or at least had the least amount of impact on this episode. The Wakandans built a failsafe into the Winter Soldier's left arm. They gave him a vibranium arm. They taught them, or they maintained a method themselves of disarming them if they, or him, if they ever needed to. They show that his yeah. robot arm falls to the ground, yeah. disarmed. And it's kind of like a puzzle, right? Like, isn't there, isn't there an ancient Chinese kind of pressure point system where you can kind of kill a man in theory <laughs> if you poke him in a bunch of different ways in a certain order and whatnot? It's kind of like it, what that was. It was, it was. Yes. She poked the him in a bunch of different places, and then he just, and he and he literally became disarmed. Did yeah, she what? did like ninja <laughs> hand signs and took off his arm essentially, yeah. but. Yeah. Which makes uh, sense. It's it's their arm. They designed it, so they should know what they're dealing with. True. Which was cool. True. True. <laughs> it was definitely cool. But this fight, this fight also, this fight also was a good point to show how inadequate Captain America was feeling. You know, yes. Jason, Carly, all around. Um, they come in with their spears. You know, they're they're soldiers. They know what they're doing, but they kicked everyone's butts. And I think Captain America or um, his sidekick said, like, they just came in with a bunch of sticks, not even super soldiers. No, that, yeah. that yeah, that was Captain America. Uh, that was Captain America when he said that Battlestar said, hey, you know, don't feel too bad. And then and then Captain America is there, like, basically laying on the ground looking in his hands. And he said, they're just, they're not even super, they're not even superheroes. They're not even super soldiers. They're just regular people. Yeah. And I think that was one of definitely one of definitely one of the lowest points for Captain America because up until then, I mean, he's honestly he's had a rough ride. Uh, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier don't want to hang with him. Um, he's feeling inferior. He goes up to criminal bosses and they don't give him any respect. You know, so he's he's not feeling like he's very super. And it's funny because he says at one point that you know being Captain America is one of the most fulfilling things he's ever had to do. It's one of the highlights of his life. And, you know, the things that he got the medals for, you know, he didn't feel good about doing what he needed to do in order to get those medals, but he feels good about being Captain America. So when he gets disarmed by by a bunch of random people in his eyes um, that are just regular people and not even supers, uh, then I think he kind of loses it a little bit. Yeah, Yeah. I absolutely agree. I think that this is this fight is a major 
first step on the character development that goes into this episode with Captain America. And there's a lot that goes into this episode with Captain America. But specifically in this fight, I think we see that the Wakandan soldiers, well, not super, like Cole had just mentioned, they dominate the pace of this fight so much that Mm -hmm. Captain America kind of gets waken up to the fact of something that we actually complimented them on beforehand. We liked that they introduced a Captain America that was just a well-trained soldier, a normal human, doesn't even have the super soldier serum. And that kept, and that continued for four episodes now with this character. But we found out that that's not enough. Look, he's a he's the most decorated soldier of all time. He trained with the shield to be able to bounce it back and forth at what's, you know, let's be realistic. Um, not real. It's not real that he would be able to bounce the shield oh, yeah. and use it in the way that he does. But yeah, he does. <laughs> he manages to. And he's got skills. That, and he's got skills. But ultimately, the most important part, I think, of this particular fight is that Zemo uses the distraction of the fight to escape. Yeah, he just and bounces. We don't see him. He just leaves. Yeah, we don't see yeah. him for the remainder of the episode. So ultimately, before we get into the next things, I'd like to just talk to you guys. Zemo, there was a lot of effort in episode three to build him up as a character that we like. Really led into him being a potential major character for this show. Do you guys think that he's going to be the main villain of the series? Is it you mean the power so. broker? So yeah. let's go with Cole first. Cole, you, you right. said you think so? I think so. He's got his stuff together mentally wise. While Carly is the big bad vigilante they're chasing around. She is sort of unpredictable, childish um, in a lot of ways, while Zeno, he has a collected mind. He knows what he's doing from step to step, trying to destroy the serums and everything. Uh, You guys have different opinions on this, but I personally think he is the power broker. Um, But that's just me. So so I'm going to be... Very, I think it's a shell out. I think it's a cop out if they make the power broker uh, Zemo, which you know they could do. You know why not? Um, I think it's a shell because what's because what's the one thing we know about the power broker? The one thing we know is that he wants the super soldier serum and he will do anything he can in order to get it. And uh, what is the, the given the first opportunity that uh, Simo has, he destroys the super soldier serum, right? He steps on them, crushes them, doesn't want them there anymore, kills the guy, kills the scientist that uh, the power broker hired to, you know, work on the uh, super soldier serum. So honestly, I think if they were to make Simo the power broker, which I, they potentially could do, I think that's just kind of like a Game of Thrones type of moment where they do something just to subvert expectations and not necessarily what the uh show was building toward and what we of what about the characters we've come to know we only have a limited bit of information about the power broker he wants those serums and then uh but yeah i mean but anyway i don't know i've been wrong before once or twice in may of last year <laughs> well the, you know the audience <laughs> should know that we actually although being you know all heavily interested in this and best friends we avoid talking about this until the episode we time do. comes and I can say that initially, my first, just because, just being a fan of genre films like this or genre shows like this, my first reaction was, 
the last thing you would expect is that Zemo be the power broker, therefore he's the power broker. And I'm trying to game the system thinking of it that way. But, Michael, you really convinced me. You bring up a good point when you say that, well, the power broker wants the serum and was hiring a scientist to create the serum. And Zemo, which, to be honest, I didn't believe. In our previous episodes, our previous reactions, I didn't believe that he authentically wanted to just destroy the serum and that was enough of a motivation for him. He shows in this episode. No, that is. He's got convictions. He's got convictions. He gets the chance to kill Carly and take all the serum, and he goes... Nah, and he breaks nineteen yeah. out of the twenty. And, miles. and look at that, yeah. and and well, he, he, he wants to kill Carly. She's a super soldier, mm-hmm. right? He wants yeah. to kill Carly, but it was more important to him to stomp those serums than to finish yeah. Carly off. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, yeah, I, so I actually, those points is what yeah kind of like changed my mind a little bit, and just yes. the fact that they're making it I wish, so. I wish off. we could have a. <laughs> I wish we could have a no. point maker no. so that I could do no. one point for Michael <laughs> in the discussion. No, no, no. You can point your maker once I finish my talker. <laughs> so, Zemo's escape, definitely a major point. But I think the one of the major primary focuses of this episode, if we exclude the ending, because we're going to talk about the ending here in a moment, is the character development of Carly. Now, Carly, the leader of the Flag Smashers, we see some major development. She, sh- she initially shows some regret at her actions in the previous episode where she bombs a GRC building killing people inside and injuring several i think kills three injures 11 i believe don't don't hold me to those numbers but i'm pretty sure that's and just the to numbers clarify were. she didn't show regret at the time of the bombing yes. she kind of showed a little bit of not i wouldn't even say regret i think um i think it's one of the yeah, she regrets really regret. she, she might re- she might have regret that she needed to do it i don't think she necessarily feels bad about doing it but i think she feels no. bad that she had to do it I think she definitely calls into question her personal convictions and morality in this episode because there is the point where in the very first scene she talks with a new character, at least what I believe to be a new character recognized in her second in command throughout this entire episode, who kind of doubles down on the, no, you did the right thing. This is what we need to do to change the world. Spoiler alert, he's the one that Captain America kills at the end of the episode. But... We do have a lot of conversation with Carly about her method versus her politics. Both her and Sam share a common goal. Sam's not willing to go to the extents that she is. And really, she's the villain in the series because her extremist views. Now, with Carly, really what it comes down to for me is I have a question with you guys. Typically, in Hollywood films and movies, when a a character commits an ultimate sin, like unwarranted murder of innocence, they become irredeemable. Mm-hmm. Almost always when this happens, their redemption is earned through their self-sacrifice and death. We most recently saw it, I think, in Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, Episode Nine, when Kylo Ren, who kills his father, which is an irredeemable sin in Episode Seven. spoiler for Star Wars, guys, sorry, <laughs> redeems himself at the end of the episode by sacrificing himself and dying for me i'm seeing some hints of this now i don't think that marvel is afraid to break the mold they could always change it up but they they're putting a lot of effort into developing carly do you guys think that carly 
progresses further down the road to becoming an irredeemable villain? Or do you think that there gets to be kind of a redemption point for Carly? Because they definitely want to build your sympathy towards her. But I'm curious, mm. Michael, we'll start with you. What do you think? Does she? So the question is, does she become redeemable by the end? Does um, she earn her redemption by the end of the series? Or is she? does she progress too far down her violent path to where she doesn't? ever become redeemed. So I think um, typically you're correct as far as um, the villains, once they kill innocents, they're irredeemable and they either have to die at the end of the show or movie um, or really that's the only way they can redeem themselves or they just don't become redeemed, right? Typically, um, I yeah. think in this instance with Carly, it's a little different. And here, there's a few reasons why. One, um, she's a super soldier, right? And it's already been established that super soldiers have defects in their personalities, right? Um, before she, what the, the reason the explosion in the last episode was so shocking is because we didn't see it coming. Up until then, she was a Robin Hood. And even when we saw her interacting with her own people, she was just a Robin Hood. She wasn't a killer. She wasn't, a, she wasn't anything like that. So it was shocking to us that she blew up the building because that wasn't in her character. Well, the super soldier serum, right, makes you do things that are not within your character. That It's been established that it kind of messes with you and that's one of the defects of it. Um, so that's number one reason why she could be potentially be redeemable is because one, she may not be necessarily at fault for it because of the uh, effects of the super soldier serum. Number two is that I think Carly really isn't a, a typical villain because to me, she's a child. To me, the things that she does, the, the, the way she interacts with the world around her, the way, her, her kind of view of what's going on uh, is a childlike perspective. And the, the reason I say that is because some of the things that I've noticed is uh, what is her ultimate plan for the uh, super soldier serums? Her, her ultimate plan is to collect them, make a few more super soldiers, and take on the man, take on the government, you know? Her... her her whole thing is uh, with a few more super soldiers, we could take down the govern the global repatriation um, council. council, right? They want yeah. to take down a whole government origin. And it was established in the Winter Soldier that a few super soldiers could do something like that. But these are highly trained assassins and they speak, you know, what, 30 languages and they can they can destabilize countries mm -hmm. overnight with like five or six of them okay, these are not, Carly and her flag smashers are not highly trained assassins, right? They don't, they don't do all those things. Um, so it really, in Carly's case, it kind of seems like she's been given an awesome power. And in her mind, it means that she has an awesome responsibility to try and make the world right. And in her eyes, making the world right is giving supplies and medicine to people that have been uh, now deemed as refugees from the, the blip of the people coming back. So yeah. her whole thing is I have power mm -hmm. now and I need to do something, right? And she's not extremely yeah. strong in her convictions. That's why the blowing up of the building was so uh, shocking to us because she kind of seems like she was teetering the fence. Okay, is this the right thing? Is this the wrong thing? She blew up the building, kind of like showing a signal to the world like, hey, I'm super powerful and, you know, take me seriously. And then at the same time, when Sam goes to speak with her, we almost got the feeling as an audience that she was ready to change her mind almost, right? So she yeah. kind of seems yeah. like she's a kid just trying to figure it out. And she's been given this awesome power and she's responsible for all these people. So she needs to seem tough 
to all of the enemies. But really, you know, she's just trying to figure it out. She's just trying to grow up. So I think there is a level of redemption for her potentially down the road mm -hmm. because, you know, she's a super soldier. She does things that she wouldn't normally do. And two, she's a kid and she's trying to figure it out. Uh, me, personally, I don't think she's redeemable. She killed three innocent people and blew up a building with people inside. <laughs> personally, I don't think she was she's redeemable at all. But I think the story itself is going to lend itself where she does become redeemable. Yeah. Um, she has a common enemy with our heroes, our, our, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, as the power broker and now potentially Captain America. So I could see her potentially down the road teaming up with Captain America and the Falcon to, to take on those foes. Okay. And Cole, what do you think? Well, maybe you meant uh, the Winter Soldier and the Falcon teaming up with them. I don't know that she'd team up with Captain America anytime soon. Oh, okay. Yes, that's what I meant. The, the, the Falcon and the Winter okay. Soldier against Captain America is what I meant. Right, right. Yeah, so, yeah, I agree with you, Michael, in that, yeah, the show has left her character in kind of uh, ever-going, evolving state. Um I, ideally wise is that you know she she didn't face like she planned on um blowing up that building with the car bomb um but like in this episode we see a lot more conflict within her and um and she was legitimately shocked when captain america killed her like family basically because she's very fam very family based you know that's yeah. more to the kind of childish like character she is so um, yeah, I can see redemption in that, um, you know, that's just how, you know, movies are made, stories go. Um, but yeah, again, this isn't the real world. If you kill people, you know, <laughs> that's pretty evil. Um, <laughs> you you so, know, I think yeah, you're both onto something. See that going. I, I think you're both onto something. My initial thought and feeling is now she committed the irredeemable sin. She's going to die to redeem herself or she's just going to embrace being a villain and then be captured but michael you brought up one thing you said yeah but she's a super soldier well one of the very heroes of this show has committed the irredeemable sin mm -hmm. winter soldier he killed tony stark's Bombshell. parents yeah, we oh. know that from Civil War. They play the scene where he assassinates yeah, both he was, of his but parents. he was brainwashed at the point so that doesn't really that doesn't really true work. But if we refer back to the, you know, to Star Wars, well, Darth Vader was under the influence of the dark side. Yeah, he eventually Ooh. turns to the light, but he has to die. Yeah, that's true. To redeem well, himself. At the, end. The, the the whole trick is is kind of balancing and justifying. Like you have these certain scenarios. Like yes, yes, he was brainwashed. Is that enough for the audience to forgive them? Yeah, and you know? and you know what? I think that. I think in many cases, there's probably many people that are still like, nah, the Winter Soldier's evil. He was a villain in two movies. What's wrong with you? But I think that Marvel's already broken the mold on that. So you guys are starting to actually kind of convince me into the idea that Carly could be redeemed. Because my when I asked you the question, my initial, my initial belief was, no, she can't. She's definitely going to either die at the end of the series or be the ultimate villain. But we'll see. I'm interested with that. Yeah. But... Carly's story throughout this episode leads up to the second cool fight, yes, which it is does. Flag Smashers versus Captain America, Falcon, and Winter Soldier. And before we get into the ultimate fallout of this, because there's a major fallout as a result of this uh, this particular fight, I personally really appreciated the brief 
shout out reference to Captain America the Winter Soldier's knife fight when oh. all the villains for some reason have knives and not guns Captain America even calls out like why do they all have knives? knives yeah and yeah. Winter Soldier grabs the knife and starts doing his knife play and we already saw with the knife he's deadly Captain America the Winter Soldier now he has changed as a character he's not killing people left and right he's exercising control he's he's a real avenger so even though he has a knife fight scene that's pretty cool, he doesn't actually kill anybody. So but I have still. a question. As a super soldier, your um, all your abilities and senses have become honed, right? I assume that also means your hand-eye coordination and your ability to fire a weapon has become honed. So they are completely relying on their strength just because they have strength uh, with the knives, right? Because it's a melee weapon. Mm -hmm. um, Winter Soldier can shoot really, really well because he's, he, he's a super soldier, right? I would imagine... I mean, these guys are... You know, the, yeah, there a lot of them are kids, and you know, misfits are not necessarily evil people, but they encounter evil people all the time, and they're willing to pull out their fights, and they're willing to pull out their knives and uh, stab evil people that they deem evil, right? So really, why don't they have guns and are shooting around, yeah, especially if they're really good aims? I would imagine, right? It's well, Michael. Yeah. Well, Michael, you remember we, we talked about this in a previous episode. We talked about this in the episode where Captain, or sorry, not Captain America. My apologies. Where Winter Soldier faces the Flag Smashers for the first time, where I said, "Hey, didn't uh, didn't Falcon used to have guns when he was flying yeah. around?" And we're all like, "Nah, nah, he doesn't need them. He's just going to use his wings to hit people with his wings." And I said, "Well, wait a second. For sure, Winter Soldier always has a rifle and everything, oh, yeah. right?" Yeah. And they're like, nah, he's just going to punch people now. I mean, I guess. I guess that's the way that things are going. Is that is that why? Think... Th that's actually why Captain America was able to level the field. Because when he got onto the uh, onto the big rig with all the supers, he's the only one that had a gun. So he was able to do yeah. well. <laughs> exactly. But hey, ultimately what it comes down to is this. Realistically, and I know we're talking comic books, you know, not very realistic. But realistically... Could Winter Soldier do a John Wick, I shoot everybody in the head and kneecap scene through this right? fight? Yes, absolutely. absolutely. But they'd have to change the rating to TVMA on this show, and it's not. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's ultimately why. <laughs> yeah. That is probably the reason why. <laughs> but yeah, in any case, the fight scene was really, really cool. The knife scenes, everything about that scene was really, really cool. Yeah. And then we get into our uh, the 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 thing that happens to trigger Captain America. And the major talking point of this episode, mm -hmm. the ending, which is Carly in an attempt to kill Captain America, not knowing he had the Super Soldier Serum, Battlestar. Seeing his friend in danger, pushing his friend out of the way, eating the blow himself, dead. The only time so far that an actual human has died for actual human reasons. When you look at the Avengers, because <laughs> pretty sure, pretty sure Black Widow, Hawkeye have all been smacked up Dude, and down by if, superhumans if, with enough force to kill them. If left this and right. were, if Battlestar <laughs> were not Battlestar and just some random person, and and this death didn't progress the plot. He would have lived. He would have bounced off the rocks. He would have been fine. Like that every single thing about yeah. this is like, wait a second. Now you're going to start adhering by the laws of physics? Wait, no. Well, what? <laughs> so well, one, don't one, you guys know that? Yeah. In the Marvel universe, everyone's built at least 10 times stronger. Yeah. So it's crazy. Durable <laughs> bones. Drink a lot of milk. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Battlestar dead. And here's the thing. 
I think that the episode really catered towards a tone of relatability and understanding for Carly as the villain. And I think that the episode catered really well towards developing a premon- uh, almost a foreshadowing evil tone for Captain America. Mm-hmm. Captain America ultimately is a soldier. He is a soldier that has proven in the deadliest of circumstances that he will be dutiful and faithful and loyal to his government and has saved people's lives in the worst times of his life, right? That he even says, three medals of honor, all earned on the worst night of my life. Mm -hmm. He sees his friend's death, becomes enraged, the flag smashers all give chase or sorry seen red and he gives chase he doesn't capture carly that's who he's going for she's the one that killed lamar she he captures her second in command holding his shield high over him he demands where is she where is she like hands up in a surrendering motion, although he never actually gives up, but hands up in a surrendering motion. Well, I mean, motion. that's pretty much giving up right there. He says, I don't know, I don't know. And Captain, remember that his best friend was just killed 15 seconds ago, pretty much is like, you know what? Mm, no. You're out. Turns his shield to the side, edge driven into the chest over and over again, blood spatter all over, dead. Now, here's the things that I thought were interesting. Carly has taken the possibly irredeemable acts of killing innocents. And yet we see her as a character that could be redeemable. Captain America, so far, aside from being a jerk to Falcon and Winter Soldier, has not been an actual villain. He's just been a dutiful soldier carrying out the responsibilities that have been thrust upon him. His best friend was just killed by terrorists that have killed innocent people. If you want to put this in the context of real life, he's a soldier. He's not a police officer. We're not operating under constitutional law. We're operating under laws of engagement. He's probably justified in killing that guy. Mm -hmm. But it's clear that this was the wrong thing to do. And in the Captain America suit, under the cameras of 100 people who are about to upload to Instagram and become Insta-famous, this is going to cause massive repercussions yeah. moving forward for him as Captain America. Now, you know he what's has so the funny about this? Now. You know what's so funny about this? Because it's all predicated on where they start, right? So uh, even though Carly is responsible for now that we know of four deaths, three in the explosion, and one Battlestar, right? Carly's, ex- Carly's responsible for four innocent deaths. Um, and Captain America is responsible for at least all that we know, one death of one, you know, quote unquote, bad person, terrorist, anti, and whatever. To be right? fair, it was the right thing for him to just arrest him there, not kill him. Oh yeah, him. sure. Was, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, but, I wanted but, to clarify that. Like, yeah, he absolutely. hundred percent. He should have. Yeah. Well, I think that also yeah. makes a stark difference between, you know, he's not Captain America because Steve Rogers, even mm-hmm. if they would have killed Sam in front of him, he would never mm-hmm. have executed someone like that. Right. But this guy yeah. did. Right. So it's obviously yes. the wrong thing. Um, 
But uh, so the, the the funny part that that the reason why we think now Steve uh, Captain America is bad and Carly is good is because where they started in the show they Captain America started in the show as a good person so he has nowhere to go but down and Carly started as a bad person she has nowhere to go but up even though what she did is still much worse than what he did we still <laughs> view things like this so going up apparently is a lot less uh, strenuous than than going down like I, I just think it's really funny that that that's because of where they started now our views completely changed even though carly still has done a lot well, more damage to society than he has michael you basically explained um what's considered i don't know decent writing <laughs> with uh there you go. You know, tips TV for all the writers out there movies. like tips. That, that that's exact that's exactly what they talk about in the boardrooms you know we have this guy here well how is how is their escalation or de-escalation gonna go? Yeah. So, so every so end. so when you're a bad person, every step seems like a mile, and then or no, I'm sorry. When you're a bad person, every step seems like an inch toward good, mm-hmm. and then if you're a good person, one questionable thing seems like a mile drop down. Mm-hmm. And obviously, like killing somebody that's surrendering is not questionable. Just just so oh, we're yeah, understand, no, okay, we're okay, all fair enough. Know this fair is, enough. This yeah. is bad. Yeah. But. So uh, the okay. question is, did yeah. Captain so is Captain America going to turn evil? It, what's his yeah. story? Going to go. So ultimately, we end with this beautiful scene of he realizes what he's done. He was in a state of rage. I think it's a very relatable rage. All of us putting ourselves in his mm-hmm. position. I'm not saying you would do the same, but I was saying you can understand the desire to do the yeah, same. Your best friend killed, killed before your eyes. By people that you perceive as authentically evil who are trying to kill innocent people. To you, it's, are you kidding me? You know, that takes a great deal of self-control to hold yourself in those circumstances. And he does not exert those self-control. Now, of course, there's the conversation of, is this because the super soldier serum? Remember, this is a derivative of the winter soldier serum, which made people highly unstable emotionally. That's what Bucky has always been dealing with. It could be, okay, well, he would have normally have controlled himself, but super soldier, now he couldn't yeah, as a yeah, villain. Yeah. Or it's just a human moment because it's pretty relatable. Really, it's a relatable emotion. It's a seemingly human emo- uh, human moment for Captain America. But really, I think the most important thing for us carrying the series forward is that ending scene of Captain America slinging the shield and blood on the shield because say, blood that, on the shield was a really really cool scene i, I yes. that, that was a shot. sick shot mm-hmm. that was a really cool mm-hmm. photo moment shot right there and For remember sure. this is steve's shield this is his legacy this is the shield he actually used it's got it's got red on, on its ledger now yeah uh, so, <laughs> so really that's where we leave off mm-hmm. is cap you know we we talk we're well, we haven't talked about this before, but there's the question of, is Captain the villain of this series? Or is he not? What's going to happen next? Because usually by the fourth episode of a show, you get a direction that the show is heading in. You get a main plot, the A plot, and then maybe individual B plots that occur through each episode. Sure. What's the A plot? We end yeah. up right now with, okay... There's a power broker out there, but there's no more super soldiers here. It's all gone. The there's A super plot soldiers. is Captain America teaming up with the power broker. Calling it right now. 
There's well, um, soldiers. One, there's no serum. One thing to also refer back to is um, last episode's Zeno. Zeno? Zemo. Zemo with an M. With an M. Um, Z. You know, he, he was talking. He was yeah, yeah. He was talking philosophy about how you know he doesn't like super people, and uh, it's just something to remember of how of his belief that you know with this power you get unhinged. You know, you get out of control. You know, yeah. and that's you know what he's fighting for to get rid of all super people, and that's basically what we're seeing with Captain America in this moment, at least. And- More or less, I mean. I think one of the most exciting things about this episode, and you know, we we're all very excited about this. We all have a deep passion for Marvel and the MCU, so we're we're coming at you guys, the audience, with this sort of hype. But you know, it's not to say that we've only thought positive things of the show so far. We all have our individual qualms with the direction they've taken it, with you know, choices in storytelling, acting, things like that. But really. I think the most exciting thing moving forward in this series is there's not a clear line to whatever the ending is. We're on episode four. The next episode is presumably the halfway point through the season. And really, what are we going to see? We're going to see maybe the fallout from this incident with Captain, but this episode didn't really develop Falcon and Bucky much. All of the development for Falcon and Bucky happened in the second episode with their first interaction with each other post Steve's departure from the series. But aside from that, our heroes are the same people they were before and are not directly tied into this event. Really, it's... Well, you're you're forgetting that Bucky learned that his arm can get popped off. Yeah, that's that's true. Sorry. (laughs) Character yeah. So I think so. They, me, he did get developed a little bit. <laughs> so I think for me, moving forward, looking forward, you know, six episodes down since we're on episode four now. Um, I think that the big takeaway from this episode, everything's kind of going as I may have been able to think. You know, that Captain America turning evil. I think eventually uh, Sam uh, picks up the uh, the shield and becomes by the end of the. Series Sam becomes the Winter Soul, or Sam becomes Captain America, um, <laughs> uh, and uh, you know Carly teaming up with uh, I think uh, the the Falcon and the Winter Soldier to defeat the Power Broker. I don't know exactly how Captain America plays into that, but I, I imagine he's going to. One of the things that really surprised me. There's two things that really surprised me about the trajectory of this uh, show moving forward. One, Battlestar's dead. I didn't think he was going to die. I thought he was sticking around. Um, and two, I, I knew that eventually Captain America was going to turn evil. Um, I kind of figured that, just everyone figured that with kind of the way it was hinting earlier. But I didn't know it was going to be public. And so that was shown by everyone with their cell phones taking pictures or, or videos of Captain America uh, killing this guy in the street. Um, that's oh, going to be, that is going to be in viewed, obviously in a very harsh reality, Captain America could killing somebody in the middle of the street. Steve Rogers would have never done that. And I think that is going to drive, um, you know, cause, cause in his head, he didn't really do anything wrong to be honest. Right. Like in his head, he just killed a bad guy. Right. But he's going to be uh, persecuted by everyone uh, walking down the street because, you know, they're, all they're going to see is him killing this guy. Well, I think that's going to drive him further and further toward the dark side, so to speak. Um, and I think he's going to become more evil, and more evil. Um, what I did not see coming was everyone knowing that Captain America is becoming evil. 
Um, or, you know, if that's the path they go on, which I don't I don't know what the redemption for him is after he publicly is seen executing somebody with their hands on the ground, you know, so. Strike down your enemy and complete your journey towards the dark side. <laughs> Indeed. So he's got he's got the Sith Lord sitting over his shoulder telling him what to do right mm-hmm. now. So I, I have a exactly. little bit different of a take. I really hope that they don't make Captain America the villain in this series. I think that I think that it's clear that he's unworthy of Steve's shield. But I, you know, despite this one act, I think that the director of the show is trying to elicit a certain emotion from you just by the tone set around each character. Ultimately, if we only look at the facts of the circumstance, the person that was killed was the one that was pushing Carly towards a more extremist path. Yes, Cap- Yes, the Captain America John Walker did something that the real Captain America would not do that is immoral. But personally, I can't look past the fact that he's a hero. He's an American hero, a decorated soldier with a sense of duty to the government. I think, you know, I was thinking about this when I was watching the show, but I was saying I think Captain America has a sense of loyalty to humanity and people and not government and i think that with john walker oh you mean steve rogers has that sense yeah sorry steve rogers has a sense of loyalty towards humanity doing the right thing and not to any one specific government despite the fact of him being captain america he's captain america really in the philosophy and theory of what america is if you look at it from a almost like a theological standpoint yeah. but the the ideal version right yes but this yeah. captain america is loyal to the state of america the yeah. government of america that yeah. entity he's a soldier he's just a soldier in a suit right now and that's now he's it a super but other than that he's a yeah super mm-hmm. soldier there you go knock it you but he's that's where they majorly different and while this was wrong, and I imagine there's going to be fallout from it, he just doesn't seem like a villain to me. It would seem like such a major out-of-character change. Well, I think if that's all the, the thing. I think oh. that's why, though. I think well, to him, it's yeah, not that, that big of a deal. It would be but such be, a big but, surprise. But because because everyone's going to tr- now treat him so terribly and outcast him, he's going to be like, well, what the heck? I was just doing my job. I was just, you know, I was killing bad guys, you know, and now everyone hates me. Fine. Screw everybody. I'm becoming a villain. That's what I think. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I'm kind of in, in, in the, in the, in between, maybe not like a hardcore villain, but kind of going rogue and taking his anger and, depression out on the world and doing whatever he wants um so i think they're inevitably we're inevitably inevitably going to see more fight scenes from captain america and sam and bucky for sure oh they definitely didn't give him the super soldier serum so you could go chill in a prison cell and not yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) so there's no doubt we're going to see more of him you know being all super soldiery and maybe Simo <laughs> comes back and is super soldiered out. Maybe he, uh, maybe he kept uh, an extra volume. That's a bit of a stretch. <laughs> Dude, I, I don't know, but we're at a great point to really where most of us, and I, I imagine many of you guys in the audience and sound off in, in the comments below on what your theory is on how the show 
progresses further, but mm. we're at a point where there's no clear through line yet. And we ended on a cliffhanger and it, it makes a situation of where this next episode is really what sets the tone for the rest of the season. What's going to happen? I, I, uh, I was thinking this earlier and I wanted to show this to you guys like this episode has to cover what the fallout is from Captain oh, yeah. America. Like this the, guy. The next it episode, can't yeah. be like, uh, Hey guys, one off we're doing the the childhood of bucky if they do yeah. that the next oh, yeah. episode our next review is gonna <sighs> so be man. i feel like yeah. i feel like, like this i feel like this episode is basically like the mid-series finale for like walking dead you know like it's right. like it's yeah. the cliffhanger like like i would expect this to be like okay you have to figure out what it is but you have to wait six months while we film it or whatever um, i know yeah <laughs> uh anyway guys i not no hopefully i mean i'm gonna be very mad if they don't come out Mm -hmm. of an episode next week yes um anyway guys thank you so much for watching if you stuck around really appreciate it um this is our we're we're currently filming on our youtube channel but we also have a podcast if you haven't listened to our podcast yet our podcast is dweeb culture and if you are listening on our podcast we have a youtube channel so you can see our pretty faces and smiling teeth um make sure you uh, hit the subscription underneath uh this is the episode for the whole world we're doing this every week we're coming out with a new episode whether people watch it or not so enjoy <laughs> um and yeah anything uh, else oh i know uh mitch is also doing a side series on the channel dweeb culture um that is reviewing the show invincible mitch you want to tell us a little bit yeah. about that yeah, I've, I've been doing individual reviews the same day as release, sometimes in the morning, sometimes in the evening, of Invincible, the Amazon Prime series following the... Actually, somebody had mentioned Walking Dead. I believe it was you, Michael. Yes. Uh, it, same creator. Which follows the superhero comic series written by the author of The Walking Dead, Robert Kirkman, now that it's been animated into a show on Amazon. If you've not checked it out, you're a fan of superheroes, which... You know, we're watching a Marvel movie, I'm sure, or a Marvel TV show. I'm sure, I'm sure you're a fan Excuse of heroes. It is highly worth the recommendation. Despite the animation, it being animated, and it be styled, it's or, and it being styled after, like, the Batman Saturday morning cartoon of the 90s as far as the animation detail. Despite the fact that it's animated, the story is incredibly adult, incredibly violent, evoking Walking Dead themes, and really good. I'm enjoying it a lot. I recommend that you guys please check that show out and check out our reactions to that too. All right. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Blossom. And we'll be, putting, we'll be putting out new content as well. Um, we are still in the very early stages. So if you happen to be watching this, please comment down below. Let us know what you want us to hear. Um, let us know if there's any other show or anything else that you want us to review. We're at the very early point in this uh, channel that if even one person gives us a review, we'll probably do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> and also please let us know who is the best looking out of the three of us we yes that, that is something we uh we discuss uh every time before we actually start filming uh, we've actually spent hours on this topic and uh but well, that's I, a different podcast that is a different yeah. podcast let us know if you want that podcast as well um, don't tell me i don't want to know don't yeah actually me. you know what don't tell me either i don't want to know cole you're the best <laughs> Yeah, you're, you're so handsome, Cole. That's why he's so handsome. He doesn't have to hide underneath <laughs> right. a hat like we do. Spoilers, guys. Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers to your handsomeness. Um, anyway, everyone, thank you very much for watching. Hit the subscription down below. Hit the bell notification so that you can be notified whenever there is a new episode that comes out. 
anyway, as always, thank you so much for watching and uh, live long and may the force be with you. May the force be with you. <laughs> Have a good uh, one, guys. See you guys.